Welcome to the Zen Stoic Podcast, where we take philosophies of Zen and Stoicism that have been helping people for thousands of years, and we bring them into modern discussions to create mental wellness and vitality. Welcome back, everybody, to the Zen Stoic Podcast. It is Victor and Nico in the house. Yes, massive and crew. It's yours truly, Nico Rebel, alongside my brother. Yeah, man. Different color, but is my brother. <laughs> Big to parent Tony. What's good, bro? Welcome to the Zen Story Podcast, peeps. Man, Nico, I feel like this is such an important time for this podcast, especially with everything going on in the world. And I wanted to make sure make sure that we we covered this on one of our episodes. Um, I mean, there's so much happening, right? We're coming off of the uh I wouldn't even say the end of COVID-19, but I feel like everybody's kind of, <laughs> their panic yeah. has died down for sure um, when it comes to, to the quarantine and everything like that. Plus, we have all these things going on with police brutality, with George Floyd. I mean, this is stuff that needs to be covered and looked at from a Zen and Stoic position. For for you, Nico, as a Jamaican-American, I mean, like, what? how does this all strike you? Yo, let me tell you something. It's um very alarming. And then at the same time, I think these are things that happened in the 1960s mm-hmm. and it's still happening today. And my biggest thing is disappointment when I see stuff like that. Yes. All right. And the reason why, and I want everyone to understand where I'm coming from as well. As Victor said, a Jamaican-American living in the United States is the greatest country. I would never take that away. It's one of the greatest countries. But when I have to wind down all my windows and make sure I have enough storage on my iPhone when I get pulled over, that's Mm. like my conditioned mentality in 2020. That makes me feel as though the things that um, Martin Luther and um, all these great Malcolm X were fighting for, Marcus Garvey, we're Mm -hmm. still battling those same battles in the 21st century, bro. Yeah. And that's the same thing that, you know, the country is dealing with today. Today, today in 2020, where we should have a higher literacy rate. Mm -hmm. We have people that are so integrated now. I don't even know if there's a pure race. (laughs) anymore you you get what i mean victor so those things are kind of disappointing and disheartening but at the same time me and myself i know that there will be some sort of change but we just have to stay consistent right because the change doesn't just happen over 30 years 40 years even 80 years we're trying to reverse 400 years of ingrained systemic mental brainwash. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're reversing mentality that has held true for, for many people through many generations and reversing it simply on the notion that it's not right. And it violates a lot of the stuff that the, the Stoics stood for, especially one thing that, that Seneca would talk about is that the only evil is to not learn from our past. Right, exactly, 100%. There are so many great clues in life, what Mm -hmm. happened in the past. Nothing that we're seeing today is different than what we saw in the past. So there's a great, um, not a great, but it's a story that happened back in the past about Emmett Till. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand what happened to that young man who got wrongfully accused of looking at this white woman and her husband and her brother-in-law go mm-hmm. kidnap him out of his mother's house, kill him, beat him, and dump his body in the river. Mm-hmm. Right? I so have heard those, that story before. Yeah. So that happens so many moons ago. What mm-hmm. seems like so many moons ago. And at the same time, we have African-Americans that are jogging in Atlanta, Georgia and getting mm-hmm. gunned down. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting time, time to live in, especially when these are things that essentially these people are being basically attacked for things that are outside of their control. Right. Yes. You know, they're born with a certain color of skin. And then all of a sudden there are these accusations, these prejudices, these um, attacks simply based on that and nothing right. else. And it, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting time to live in, especially because what I've noticed is that whether it was COVID-19 or the George Floyd case that had happened, both of them, we could see clearly, you know, what is right and what is wrong in these situations. Like there are just certain things that should be in essence, very clear and obvious for us to see yet at the same time, these movements are started and then people still find a way to politicize it. Like one of the things that I've noticed is every time somebody brings up uh, the black lives matter movement, you'll have a handful of people that respond to it and say all lives matter. And this doesn't really make a lot of sense because it's, it's the same, it would be the same level of logic to when breast cancer awareness month comes up, somebody's like, yeah, well, what about colon cancer, skin cancer? Ah, You know what I mean? Exactly, Vic, exactly, exactly. It doesn't, it's not saying that like all lives don't matter. It's saying, Hey, right now in this, in, in the black community, this event has just transpired and this is where the attention needs to go. It doesn't need to be an identity statement. It's let's bring attention and compassion to the areas that need it, to the people that need it, that need it most right now in this moment, not try to make a political statement or an identity statement because for whatever reason it goes against or threatens your way of life. Exactly. And that's the whole reason why that is done, right? Mm -hmm. It's because it threatens their way of life. So they won't even like to see one one organization such as Black Lives Matter take the cake, right? It's the same Mm -hmm. thing that happened with the Me Too. Me Too had their moment as well, right? Yes. You didn't see somebody says, me plus two. Yeah. Like nobody's trying to politicize that. Or we too. Well, granted, there are probably some people who did actually. Right, right, right. But it didn't deter from the main focus as much as how when someone says, oh, this community is being impacted right now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel them, but let's go all lives matter. Yeah. Which is something something we already knew. Exactly. Like, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Appreciate the obviousness. (laughs) Exactly. It's clear in one community, it's not being paid attention to as much. And that's, that's the whole point of this. It's like, let's, let's look at what the problem is. Let's be objective to this and understand that, Hey, this, this one specific sect of the human population is being affected negatively in this country right now. And something needs to change. Right. Right. And the thing is, I also wanted to 
share our perspective too, right? Mm-hmm. So you know how we were talking about change and the shift needs to happen. And I think it also needs to happen on the black and African Americans mind frame as well. Mm. I think it goes both ways. You get what I mean? We have to reverse those 400 years of hurt, right? So one of my greatest life coaches and business coaches, Victor Perantoni, told me, <laughs> great. <laughs> you like that setup, right? Yeah, I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. he, said, he said to me, listen, if somebody hurts you, can you take that moment of empathy to imagine how much hurt they themselves are going through, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's hurt on both sides. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're not having that conversation to sit down and say, hey, yo, this is what you guys did this to us for 400 years. All right, what what was that? Why was that? You know, let us understand. Yes. We're all human beings here. A conversation needs, conversation needs to happen because essentially you don't want to be living your life, as I said, if your cop is pulling you over, who is supposed to be sworn in to protect and serve you, mm-hmm. you're already feeling like you're threatened or your life is in danger at mm-hmm. that moment. In time. You can't yeah, live that, like that. That's, that's very interesting. It's, um, I was reading this article last night that it was basically like a, it was a Twitter, basically like a, a multitude of Twitter posts that was telling a story about Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And how Dave Chappelle, the title was like the time that Dave Chappelle schooled a privileged Karen, as it was called. Um, <laughs> that, that was the title of the article. But basically, yeah. um, this was a, a story about how Dave Chappelle had an interaction with uh, a privileged white woman in during one of his, his uh, stand up comedies uh, when he was in New York. And basically, he was asking the crowd to throw out some news headlines and he would basically riff on whatever they threw out. So he was in classic Dave Chappelle fashion. He was just kind of doing his thing and letting the audience and kind that's of That's why he's the boss. Yes. Dave Chappelle, on his, the greatest comedian to ever live. <laughs> yes. In my opinion. I co-signed that. I yes. co-signed that. Yeah. yeah. Nico's on board. <laughs> yes. hundred um, percent. But what was really interesting is that what he, his response to, to this. So he's going through all these headlines and then somebody shouts out police brutality. And he's like, you really want me to go there? And the crowd's like, yeah. So he starts, you know, doing his thing on police brutality. He gives like a brief history, obviously in his comedic way, and then starts to riff on this. And then he says something. And this woman out of the, out of the crowd screams out like, yeah, life's tough. Get over it or something like that. And he proceeded to educate her on all those stories, um, including Emmett Till, that the one that you yeah. brought up. And he started he starts going story after story of how this has happened throughout history, and basically time just time and time again. Yeah, he just like just basically schooling her on this particular issue until there was like nothing else to say. And in that moment he went back to the green room or whatever, and he's, he's hanging out with, uh, with his friends and his, his, his entourage. And this one, one person came up to him. She says, Hey, um, the woman from the crowd wants to, wants to speak to you. Should I let her in or, or should I just tell her to go away? He's like, no, 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 let her in. So they let her in and she just says to him, she's like, I am, I'm so sorry. It's very clear that I was uneducated. Um, and you, you took the time to educate me and like, you know, I didn't realize how privileged I was. 
and th- this is this is forever changed me. And she was in tears, and and Dave looked at her and he said, "He's like, he's like, it's okay. He's like, you didn't know, but now you do, and yeah. you know now you're not part of the problem. You're part of the solution because you you hurt. You allowed me to speak. You heard me." You learned, you changed your mindset around this. And now some next time someone else says some ignorant shit like you said, it's like you're gonna be able to stop them and help them make that change. Right, and then right. you know, he gave her a hug. He offered uh, to take a photo with her and she's like, Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He's like, You're part of the solution now. Yeah. And then that was it. They parted ways. But the whole point of that was like this woman threw something that was just blatantly rude to Dave and he had every reason to tell her off and like get her, even get her kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. But he instead through his comedy, through the vehicle of his comedy and his, uh, his platform on that stage was able to create a change in this person. Exactly. And, and, and it's so great for you to share that story because that just one shows us how great Dave Chappelle is again. <laughs> and, and number two is kind of like one of the podcast episodes that we talked about where if someone's um, sh- shouting, mm-hmm. you, could, you could choose to add the gasoline and shout back or you could listen and then re- respond in a calm manner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of diffuse the situation. And I think that was very stoic of Dave Chappelle to deliver that message in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Because he almost looked inside himself and said, all right, I got two ways to deal with this right now. Yeah. I could be a real a-hole and kind of... And be completely and kinda, in the right <laughs> if yeah. you wanted to no, be No, no, no. Yeah, like validated, the right, you know? yes. yes, that's what I was <laughs> yeah, going to yeah, say. That, not so much in the that's, right, but, it, but validated yeah. in his position. Validate, yes, bro. Or validate her already, her perception already. Yes. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was very stoic of him to look within himself and say, oh, but this is an opportunity for me to, yo, let's help convert this person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 100%. That, 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 that's dope, man. And those are the conversations, Vic, that I'm... Um, saying that we need to have on both sides. Yes. On both sides. Because at the end of the day, if the aliens come, trust me, I'm human. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the human side. Yeah, I'm fighting with side human. You get what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It just needs to have that. We just all need to have that conversation, right? And that conversation, I believe, cannot be coming from a place of, complete anger because i understand everyone's angry right now i'm angry too you're probably angry about something you know what i mean yeah absolutely well, i mean but- i mean listen it, not only is it obviously a a crime against the black community to see the way george floyd was murdered by this police officer it's it brings up anger within me just to see a fellow human feel the need to do that to another human. That's exactly. Um, obviously, it wasn't necessary. There are no. different ways of handling such a situation. But it's, it's very much like Marcus Aurelius talked about in, in meditations. He would say, the things like evil, selfishness, pride, hypocrisy, and fear attack our humanity. Mm-hmm. And it is these things that are causing people to commit acts of racism. It is these things that are causing people to essentially stagnate the issue in place by feeding the 
the fire with, with evil, selfishness, pride, and hypocrisy, right? These things that, yes. that people are expressing, these are making things worse. Ultimately, a human being, regardless of if you're black or you're white, you're Spanish, you're Asian, human beings need to be heard. They need yes, to be heard sir. in order to make some kind of a change. In that moment, in a weird twisted way, in that Dave Chappelle uh, story, he heard that woman, she heard him, Yes. Then he heard her again. (laughs) (laughs) A life was changed, right? Her life was forever changed. Her perception was forever changed regardless. And so one of the morals of that story is that even if you've been, even if you haven't acted correctly up until this point, now is a moment that you have an opportunity to potentially look at things differently, to potentially give compassion, educate someone be patient with, with other people. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying this to de-intensify the emotion and the validity of the current situation when it comes to the black community right now, but in a sense of, you know, as a, regardless of what race you are, as a fellow human being, understand these things always hold true compassion, empathy, uh, patience with other patience. people. Patience. Yeah. These are going to be the things that really, really help us out. And it's, from Zen, from a Zen perspective, we got to look at it like this. One thing that I always love that Alan Watts would say is, when you look at a ship in the ocean, you the wake behind the ship is not telling you where the ship is going. It only tells you where the ship has been, but it has no it it, it has no bearing on where the ship will go. It can't tell you right. that. It's almost as silly as saying the tail wags the dog. And in this sense, you know, we, we've gotten to this point where we're in a situation where essentially everything that's happened in the past has happened in the past. And a lot of it is really messed up. A lot of it is inhumane. But what can we do right now? Yeah, have conversations like this. Have conversations like this. I, I mean, I mean, I ask myself in these situations. I feel like one of the best questions to ask yourself um, when it comes to this is individually, like literally asking yourself this question: Where is my highest level of contribution, or where is the area of my highest level of contribution right now? For some people, that's in the protest. For other people. It's doing other things like possibly giving to a charity or, um, you know, creating support, creating awareness around it, or maybe doing a podcast episode. But I think it's right. It's important to bring awareness to these situations and ask yourself, what is my highest level of contribution? Because it's not everything is our battle. And I think that's very important, right? Mm-hmm. If you fight every battle, you'll lose the war. That's right. You got to know so which any, ones are yours. Yes, sir. You got to know which battles are the ones that are worth fighting and which battles are the ones that you just got to say, not today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? 100%, not today. Man. Not today. Not today. But also, too, you know, this this um, George Floyd situation has really brought back to me one of those stoic philosophies of memento mori. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, Honestly, I'm not going to be on this earth forever, right? Right. 
And then it goes to what you just elaborated on. So if I'm not going to be on this earth forever, Vic, how can I create the most impact? Mm-hmm. Today. Like, what can I do? Today. Today. Yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs said it, right? If you live every day like it's your last, you'll be right one day. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be right one day. Really, one day you'll be right. Yeah. It's, I just think this this whole time in 2020 i mean a lot of people look at this as a terrible year because of everything that happened i think it's been a year that has exposed us and a lot of our beliefs and habits and ways of being and has shown us what's working and what's not and i think one of the really interesting things is i mean like i I see every time i'm I'm online or going through social media i see all kinds of like ridiculousness happening Mm, yeah (laughs) one in which you and i were just talking about before the episode started is like i I remember seeing this meme that somebody wrote or it's like a twitter post where it's like you're like yeah quarantine has really taught me who my real friends are based on the people who are reaching out it's like that hasn't taught you a damn thing (laughs) not a thing first of all everybody's going through their own stuff yeah (laughs) everybody's got their own situation and by the way by the way if you had enough if you had the awareness to think about a person who wasn't reaching out to you ask yourself did you reach out to them (laughs) like exactly you know it works works both ways yeah you're you're doing the same thing you know like so just by the way if anybody's listening to this and thinking of a person who hasn't reached out to you to check in on you yo reach out to them man reach out to them you're thinking of them reach reach out out to them. them don't don't blame them for it because we never know what other people got going on in their lives. We don't exactly. know what they're going through, what they've been through. If you have the awareness to think of a person, reach out to them. It yeah, doesn't mean they don't know, care about you. Exactly. And then, you know, that's um, something big for me too, because I do it to you, you a lot, right? I'll just text you <laughs> on a random day like, yo, you guys good? I was thinking about you. You know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes I would send those sort of texts to other people as well and don't get a response. So you got to be okay with not getting a response, you know, because you have the other set of people, Vic, right? Mm-hmm. When they don't get a response now, they take it even more personal. Uh-uh. I, I reached you out. You still, yeah, you still don't know what that person's going through, right? You don't exactly. know why they might not be responding. And frankly, that's not something that you can control. No, 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 no. So no. you don't need to be putting emotional energy into it. You just, here's the thing. You did what you could control. You reached out to that person. The intention was there. That's what they it. do is their business. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, yo, let me ask your perspective. What do you think about the whole thing? I know we've been kind of rifting on it, but I would love to get your perspective on it. Yeah. So I I believe that a lot of the stuff, like the fear, um, the, the racist acts, the politicizing these types of events, when what we really need is humanity in, in all people. I think they, they're a symptom to a, a larger problem. And it's, it's a question that I remember getting asked um, during an interview once. It's the first time I was asked this question, but this answer came into my mind immediately. It was like this young kid who was interviewing me and he's like, he's like what do you think the biggest problem with this world is? Um, and how would you solve it? He's like, I know that's a loaded question. I don't expect you to have an answer. But if you do have, this is a 20-year-old kid asking me this on his, on his little podcast show. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, I think the biggest problem that our world has is the demonization of each other. 
the failure to recognize that we're all human and Yo. think that somehow we're different or we're separate from another or superior or inferior. The demonization and judgment of other humans is the biggest problem that we have. And yeah, the way to solve oh. it is to appreciate, have compassion and realize that we are all on this earth together. We are wow, all that's human. That you start to do big. that. Yeah, you start to do that. You start to bring your humanity back. Suddenly, you realize that when other people do something that's shitty, you start to remember that you too have the capacity to do things that are shitty. And yeah. maybe that person's having a bad day. Yeah. Now, there are some ways that people deal with a bad day that is simply intolerable, like committing an act of violence mm-hmm. or you know, murdering somebody like what we just saw in the news with George Floyd, but that's not everybody. And if we demonize the lot of each other, then we're simply, we're going to end up having more instances like that. I agree. I agree. I think that's a great way to answer the question. And I, I do believe that's that encapsulates everything that's happening. You know, they are demonizing each, each side. Yes. Each side has their way of saying, oh, this person is, you know, and mm. this person is this, and this race is this. And honestly, you're right. They do um, ex- exercise and empathy to each other and find yeah. out what's really happening. We just Everybody has bad days. You're right. It's just what we decide to, or how we decide to handle those bad days. Yes, exactly. It's It's the response to these things. It's the, uh, you know, the Stoics would always talk about this idea of, it's not the events of life that bring you pain or suffering or that attack you necessarily. It's your perception of these things. Correct. If you're going to perceive it through judgment, through demonization, you can be certain that you're just going to perpetuate the problem. If you perceive it instead through compassion, empathy, appreciation, love, you're going to have a very different view on life and therefore very different actions in how you handle these things. A hundred, bro. A hundred, a hundred, a hundred. So guys, definitely, if you guys love this conversation, I enjoy this conversation a lot because I got to chop it up with my brother, man. And and as we say, like, these are the conversations that Victor and I have had off the air and on the air with the podcast. And I believe that that has helped me grow and help him grow possibly. And we just got closer that way, you know? So mm-hmm. I think Vic, to sum it up, we need to share content like this and we need to have conversations about content like this yes. and then go to your friend and say, Hey, what do you think about this, this situation and go with that open mind and that open heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to share how you feel as well. Yeah. Cause you might feel strongly about something and the person just doesn't know right now, you know? Absolutely, man. So, so the question that we, we will leave you all with is, Oh yeah. What uh, this is a two part question. Question number one, or part number one. <laughs> what have been the most important lessons that you've learned for the first half of 2020 between COVID 19, the quarantine, these obviously fearful news stories, as well as the murder of George Floyd and how the country is responding between the riots and the looting and all that? Like, what have you learned from all of this? And number two, how are you going to play the second half of this year? Ooh. 
There you go, guys. You have it. If you guys want to respond to those questions, yo, leave a comment on the Instagram. Listen, Zen Stoic on Facebook. We definitely want to chime in. I want to chime in on this one. So <laughs> when you guys, when you guys leave your comments, I will be watching. Give thanks, guys. Boom. <laughs>